In the story of Moshe Rabbeinu pleading on behalf of the Meraglim, I'm sorry, on behalf of the Jewish people for having followed the Meraglim. So the Pasuk says, And now, may the power of Hashem become greatened. And what he meant is that he should forgive the Jewish people. Shtetan Zayr, so the Zayr comments on this, and it says, Rabbi Acha and Rabbi Yaisi said, Zakai inin Yisrael me'amin akum da'alma. The Yidin, the Jewish people, are more meritorious or more fortunate than the nations of the the other world, the other nations of the world. Because Hashem has chosen them, and He uses a pseudonym of, of, or they have the pseudonym of Hashem. The name of the Yisrael is reflective of Hashem, and also. Hashem also brags about them. He considers them what he is proud of. He is proud of them. Because the world was not created only for the purpose, only on behalf of the Jewish people. And the Yidin are the ones that keep it uh, in existence. Uh, they are the existence of this world and they also the Jewish people are what keeps all the other nations going That they are the what keeps everything in place the world, the nations and so on that's what the Zayr says the reason that the Zayr brings three qualities about the Yidin these three that Hashem chose them that Hashem uses the the name similar to them or they he gave them the name similar to him and that he uh, is proud of them and that it's specifically these three qualities which are mentioned as the that he chose them that his desire is for them and he chose them is in the that he uses the name similar to Israel and that is and that he's proud of them is <clears throat> and he doesn't desire doesn't mention other qualities of the Yidin which would seem to be even greater than these three qualities for instance the Jewish people are called the children of Hashem that seems to be a greater quality than that Hashem is proud of them is the Tatam in Zayna Oros of Zayr so the, the Rebbe's father Rebbe Levi Yitzchak explains in his Commentary on the Zayr, as does his behesim to them as retzich weiter in Zayr that this is in accordance with what is mentioned further on in the Zayr there, as Eden Zayn in the left shall call Eilun that the Eden are the heart of the world, un vider hemshech from the Maimer of Zayr gufa as Eden Zayn kiyum adalei. In fact, as the Zayr says right in this commentary that the the Eden the Jewish people are what keeps the world going. In other words, the heart of the world. And the far rechanta the dry miles was signing the kinege the gimel kavnishu b'midas, and that's why the the uh, the zoyer mentions three qualities which represent the three um, directions of midas. There are three different columns of midas, three different general types of characteristics, and all the other characteristics are part of one of those three. They are chesed gvura and tiferes. Vas mishkan amidas hubalev because the the seat of of uh, feelings, of emotions, is in the heart, and therefore, because he's describing the Jewish people as the heart of the of the world, therefore he mentions three characteristics or three emotions which are found in the heart, three qualities which follow the three emotions which are found in the heart. Pierre's Mevair. As he explains, the Rebbe's father explains, as Israel Buhu, that the Inyan Aratsna the idea of choosing, of desire, that he wanted the Yidden and he chose the Yidden, who Bechinus Chesed, that is the, uh, that's the column of Chesed, that's the characteristic of Chesed. Iskana Buhu is Gvura, that he uses their name, that is Gvura, as I'll explain, the Rebbe will explain that later. Vishem Alekim is Vigimatria Kinui. And in fact, the name Alekim is the same numerical value as Kinui. Kinui means a pseudonym. So therefore, 
that is the Kavagvura, or Nisparba, who is Bechinus Teferis, and the, that he's proud of them, that is the idea of Teferis. And more about that later. And the meat is moving from us as passed on this to bring the mile of us in the Krobanum Lamakim Gatesabeza. And therefore, it now, it's now understood why, in this context, the Zaira doesn't bring the idea that the Jewish people are the children of Hashem or something similar. Because that quality that the Yidna considered the children of Hashem expresses the qualities of the Yidna as they completely transcend the, transcend the creation. And as our sages tell us, that Hashem's thought of the Yidna, in other words, his, his plan to create a Jewish people came before anything else, way before the create, his idea to create the, the world. So therefore, that quality is something which is not in the context of the world. But in the Zoyer here, he wants to... <coughs> The Zoya here wants to talk about how the Yidin are, f- are in, found in the context of the world, which is the Matar of which is the purpose of the, the creation in the first place, that the Yidin should be in the world. This world which was created only for the sake of the Jewish people. In other words, for the mission that the Jewish people have in the world. And they are the one that, what keeps the world going, the Far. That's why the Zayr mentions qualities which fit in to uh, describe how the Yidin are the heart of the world, are the engine of the world, are the purpose of the world, and so on. Base. But we have to understand. Number one, what's the connection between this, uh, this teaching of the Zayr, which talks about the three qualities? of the Jewish people what's the connection between that and the Pasuk which the Zayr is trying to explain through this teaching the Pasuk that now the uh, the power of Hashem should become great should be made great what's the connection between the two number two before the Zayr begins to list these three qualities is a Magdim, he first says, that the Jewish people are more meritorious or more fortunate than the other nations of the world because Hashem chose them and so on. That from this, the way the Zayar phrases it, it seems as the Zayar tut of that the Torah is coming to teach you something new and novel that you wouldn't know otherwise, that the Jewish people are greater than the other nations of the world. is Tamu, which is very strange. Why would anybody think that it's not so? Who would it occur to that the Yidin are not greater and more meritorious and so on? than the other nations of the world, that the Zayar is coming to tell you something new and novel that you wouldn't have understood on your own. This is strange. <clears throat> In general, it's difficult to understand. The movement from Zakoi in Yisrael the idea that the, uh, the Jewish people are more meritorious, are greater, and so on, than the other nations, as Malosim Yisrael Messich in Faglaich, that the qualities of the Jews are measured by comparing them to the other nations. You want to know how great the Jewish people are? Compare them to the others. You'll see how great they are. And it doesn't make sense to qualify the Jewish people by comparing them to other nations (coughs) when the Yidin are of a completely different category. The Jewish people are completely removed from the other nations. And it doesn't make sense to point out their qualities by comparing them to the other nations. It would be like saying that I'm a p- better piano player than the, uh, the ant that's crawling there. It, it's not a, it doesn't in any way describe me as a great piano player. It doesn't say anything about comparing me to someone that has no capability at all in that area. 
So how do you bring out the qualities of Yidden? By comparing them to the other nations. Gimel. So we'll understand this by first explaining what is the meaning of this Pasuk. First let's understand what the Pasuk is trying to say. And then we'll understand how it fits in. In Pashtus, The simple meaning of the Pasuk is that Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convince Hashem that he should forgive the Jewish people for the sin of the Miraglim. As the Medish interprets these words, What that means is, the Medish says, that the, the attribute of mercy and compassion should overcome the mercy of judgment. So it's possible that they are deserving of punishment, but have compassion. And that's what he meant the greatness of Hashem, meaning the greatness of his capacity to forgive, should overcome his need for judgment. Is Nishmuvan? If so, we have to understand. Number one, if, as the Medish says, that Moshe, when he was trying to evoke the, the trait of compassion for, within Hashem, then his tefillah should have been directed, he should have mentioned the name Havaya, Yudke Vavke, which is Midas Arachmim, which represents compassion. Why then did he invoke the name Aleph Dalet Nun Yud? Which the Pasuk means, the name of Adnai should become great, should rise to the occasion. And what is the name Adnai Meloshin Adnus, which means which means a master, which is like which has more connection to judgment. The master means somebody who is a ruler, therefore invokes more the idea of judgment rather than compassion. So why did he mention? Why did he say that the name of Adnai should be rise to the occasion? Another thing we have to understand, Why does he mention this idea that the, the name of Adnai should rise in connection with forgiving the Jewish people for this particular sin? He doesn't mention anything like that when he also had to plead for the Yidin went for Hashem to forgive them from the sin of the Eagle. And over there he didn't say anything like that. Or for other sins, there were other times that he had to pray for the Yidden. Only in this particular case does he mention Yigdan Kayachadnai. Why here? The beer in them. So the explanation is Dos was the Miraglim Hab Nishgivoltas the Eden's own Why did the Miraglim not want the Yidden to go into Etzisrol? Why did they try to stop it? Is Nishgivan the Fabazem ge it wasn't God forbid that they were denying that the Ebeshta has the ability to do perform miracles and to be able to kill, overcome and to conquer and do whatever he needs to do to get rid of all the nations that live there What they knew that he was able to rather what they lacked what they missed was that Hashem is the master of the world, the master of creation, as will be explained presently, that they denied that within creation Hashem is a master. So therefore, because with, through their beliefs, they undermine the name Adnai as if Hashem doesn't have true control of the world, is the tikkun of the That's why Moshe Rabbeinu said you have to bring out the name Adnai to show the power of Adnai of Hashem's mastery over the creation, as will be explained. Dalit. So to explain what the Meraglim are thinking, on the pasuk where it says that the Meraglim said they are stronger, he um, they are stronger than him. Zogn Chazal, so our sages tell us. As the Meraglim haben getainet, that what the Meraglim was saying, what do you mean than him? They meant, uh, I mean, the simple meaning of it is that they are stronger than than us, than the Jewish people. 
but mimenu literally means then him. So the sages tell us that, so to speak, even the owner, meaning Hashem, is unable to take out his own possessions, his own property from there. In other words, they have control, and he won't be able to get in there and take it out. The Pirish and them is. So they were saying that the, the people of Canaan are stronger than him, than Hashem, so to speak. So the meaning of this is, as has already been spoken in a different sicha at length. The Meraglim of Getainet, the Meraglim was saying, as the Hanhogenesis for Nebuchadnezzar's Masim nor a Midbar. Of course they knew that Hashem could do miracles. They just went through a whole series of miracles that happened. So they said, Hashem's behavior as a, a performer of miracles fits in the context of living in the desert. Over there it makes sense to apply miracles. Where the Yidin were completely removed from normal order of the world. They were completely removed from any anything of what the normal normal life expects. They had they didn't have jobs, they didn't have to do anything. Everything was provided for them. In a place where the Yidin are not under the normal context of nature. Their food was from heaven, the water was miraculous, everything was miraculous. So the Yidin are living outside of normal nature, natural occurrence. So there, in that kind of life, miracles are normal, natural. Over there you can expect miracles. But now that we're going to be going into Israel, which is a place which is normal, inhabited place where normal people live, and you have to live amongst those normal people. And where the Torah commands us, when you come to Israel for six years, you're going to have to plant your, your earth. So in other words, that the Torah itself says, over there you live a normal existence, what we call a normal existence. In a way that you have to plow and you have to plant, and only then can you expect to get produce. And the normal way of life, the give and take of life is, according to Torah, measured by what nature says should happen. So how are you going to expect that Hashem should, within that context, He Himself said that it should be a context of nature, so now He's going to apply beyond nature, miraculous life. It doesn't make sense. And since, naturally speaking, the people that live in Canaan are more powerful than the Eden. And when we live in Israel, we have to conduct ourselves according to nature. So they're more powerful. As we can't rely on a miracle in that environment. Therefore, let's stay out of that place altogether. We have no chance against them. We'll stay in the midbar. This is the right place for us. And this is what they meant when, it, when they said that even the owner is not able to take out his own possessions from there. Of course they knew that Hashem could perform miracles. They even knew and acknowledged that the whole nature is a godly creation. That's also Hashem moving nature. This is Mudgush and Zayatainagufa, as they said themselves. Ados is K love. They said that it is his own possessions, meaning that the whole world, everything that's there, is also also belongs to Hashem. Sign in the Mavishness Kalim. However, they said, since the Balabayas, the owner of this whole project, Hashem, he <coughs> ordained that the the home, what they called the house, meaning the whole world, should be conducted in a natural way. And he wants that we should live in that order, in that natural order. 
is Kabiyachal and Yachaletsu Kalimisham. So then he will not be able to take out his possessions from there. If he wants us to live with the nature, so what do you mean he's going to perform miracles? We're going to have to uh, rely on miracles in order to live with the nature. The two, it doesn't go together. That's what they were saying. The Remus is other. But the truth is, however, as as the Velzel that even though Hashem did ordain that the world should conduct itself in a natural way, you can't say, God forbid, that He is unable to, He is stuck in that, uh, in that nature, in that natural order. You can't say that. Because Hashem is able to do anything and He's able to live within nature and then be able to supersede it at the same time. It says, He always has the ability to change the natural order. And because Hashem is able to do it, therefore the Yidin too. That what is the central theme of the Yidin? That they are a, piece, a part of Hashem Himself. As the Pazik says also, that the, um, his nation is a part of him, a part of Hashem. So therefore, every Yid also is a part of Hashem, and therefore has these godly capabilities to some degree. And therefore, the Yidin are also not tied into the natural order. They have the ability where it's necessary to put themselves on a, on a plane higher than nature. So even the Yidin have this ability, never mind Eibishter himself. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, that now you must, uh, make, you must allow Adnai to reign supreme. Their Shem Adnus is the Mokafan and Hagasatava, because as we said, the name Adnai is the source of nature. explains in Tanya as from Midazuv Shem Zed that it's from this characteristic of Adnai and from this name, Nemtsirdas from Veld, that's where the creation of the world comes from. As in an in an Eifen, as that the world was created deliberately in this way so that it should seem to be independent and have its own existence and its, which could be seen and thought and understood to be independent from Hashem. Of course it isn't so, but it appears that way. So it's true. The name Adnai is what brings about the creation and gives it the characteristic that it seems to be independent from him. But at the same time, the word Adnai means the master of it all, showing, telling us that he is the master of the world. Er is their of the He is the master and the owner of the entire creation. And he can adjust it as he needs. And if he needs to have a super... Mirac- uh, supernatural occurrence, then he can do that too, even living within the natural order. The Miraglim with their with their position that even Hashem is not able to control the world or to to control it in a way that is supernatural. What they did was. They undermine the name Adnai, what Adnai stands for, that Hashem is the master of the world. In the Adnus von Ebishnaidabriya, and they, they undermine the position of Hashem as the master of the creation and the fire. And therefore, Kanal, as you mentioned before, Had That's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, We have to bring Adnai back into its full power. They try to undermine it, show the full power of Adnai. As on his Gadalvern and his Galavern, that it should become great and it should become revealed to everyone. Then there the power of Adnabidabishtava. You have to show how you are in full control of the nature as well. Hey. Those was but the Ragnam had gefelt 
in the What is the reason that the Meraglim were so deficient in this recognition of Hashem being the master of creation? That they missed the point that Hashem's uh, mastery of the world is not in any way limited by nature. It's the reason that they missed it in Hashem is because they missed it in the Jewish people. They missed recognizing that in the Jewish people to begin with. The that even the Jewish people, even as they are in the world, even the Yidden are not limited by the natural law. They can rise above it. And as I said before, that this comes from the fact that the Yidden are a part of Hashem. So because he, they missed it in the Yidden, that because of their they too are able to transcend the nature of the world even as they are in the world, therefore they missed it in Hashem Himself. That was the next step. You missed that it, Hashem Himself has that ability. Because the Meraglim thought that what's the unique quality of the Yidin? That we're connected to Hashem. That of course goes without saying. But they saw it as that the Yidin are connected to Hashem in a supernatural way. Only in the way we stand outside nature. When a yid is learning in a base medrash or davening in a shul, he's busy davening or learning. Or when a yid is engrossed in doing a mitzvah, so then he's connected to Hashem. Of course, he's outside the uh, the world, so to speak. He's already standing above the world. Therefore, he's connected to Hashem. But when a yid is occupied by ordinary natural things, he's got a job and so on. That when you, if you look at it on the surface, he seems to be doing the exact same things as a non-Jew would be doing. If a yid is a, a farmer, so he plows in the same way and he plants in the same way and so on. And then there is no... There's nothing unique about a Yid over the other nations. They both do the same thing in the natural world. On the river, and therefore, since they missed this quality that even as they are in nature, they can also transcend nature, they missed it in regards to the Jewish people, in them, they missed in regards to the part of Hashem which is with found within every yid. Therefore, they also missed that Hashem has this quality as the master of all of creation, even within creation. That even in nature, Hashem is also tra- also transcends nature. That is also the meaning of this uh, statement, this teaching of the Zayar, that the Yidin are more fortunate than the or greater than the others. This greatness of the power of Adnai as it is expressed in regards to the Jewish people, not, not as it's expressed within Hashem himself, but rather it began with the Yidin. Uh, so within the Yidden, it that's what it means that to recognize that the Yidden are greater than the other nations. That even when the Yidden are in found in the concealments of the physical world that we live in where one could mistake and say that there is no difference between the Yidden and the nations. Because, uh, you know, they do similar things, they work the same types of jobs, and so on. Until one could even have the thought, as the Meraglim did, that they're no, no different than the other nations while we are in the world. 
is the remez. So the truth is that what as oich dan is a koy in Yisrael ma'am that even in this world, even as we live in the physical world and are preoccupied with physical things, even there we're greater than the others. Eden zayin afilin azamatzav gar andish fuzei that even in even in this situation the yidn are very different than that. And therefore, in connection with this, he brings these three qualities that the Zayar names. Yisroah b'hu, that Hashem chose the Yidin. B'yiskana b'hu, that he shares the name with the Yidin. B'yispar b'hu, and that he's proud of the Yidin. That we find similar things also when we talk about the creation in general, as will be explained soon. That in these three things that are represented by these three qualities, the Yidin are also stand alone, even within creation, as will be explained. Vav, Chazal Zogn, our sages tell us, as Kol Mashabaro Kajbaruch Abayilamay, whatever Hashem created in the world, Lebaro Dovarech Lebatola, He didn't create anything without a purpose. Everything has a purpose. For Sundem is Fashtandik. From this we understand, as in Yed Zach, from the Bria is Da Akavanavaratzin Hashem, that in everything that Hashem created, there is a purpose. There is something that Hashem has a need, a, a desire for that particular thing that he created. From Desvegen, But this quality that is expressed by Hashem chose the Yidden, or the Ratzani, wanted the Yidden, and therefore chose them, that is different than when we say that everything in the world Hashem wants. Everything he created with a purpose, which means he wanted it. The Talmud of her. Why are the Yidden different than everything else in creation in regards to this matter? Since the Yidden are the ultimate purpose of the creation, so comes out as the Rotson. So it comes out that everything that Hashem created in the world has a purpose. But what is its purpose? To serve the ultimate purpose. What's the ultimate purpose? The Yidden. The, the, Yidin, the Jewish mission in the world. So everything is there in order to serve that mission. So everything else is really a stepping stone to get to the real purpose of the world, which is the Jewish mission. As you would say, the, the marshal, that uh, everybody wants a job. Why does everybody want a job? They don't want a job. They want money. You need a job to have money. So really what they want is money, not the job. And so when you can go keep going, you know, you don't really want money, you just want the things that money buys, or the power that money brings. So you really want power or things, and so on. Where, what is something that you really want that particular thing, not for any other reason, is something like life. Life, a person wants just to live. So there is there's things you want, for another purpose. You don't want that thing. You just want what it brings, what it can bring you. So everything else in the world, Hashem wants because it can bring, it can uh, fulfill the mission of the Jewish people. Therefore, in the Inyani Abriyam Etzad Atzmam, in the things that Hashem created on their own, is Nishtokin and He has no need for all the things that He created in the world only for the purpose that they bring. Amitis of Pnimis Aratzen is not in Eden Dafke. What does he really want? What is it all about? What does he truly want to Eden? That's what he wants. Esroi is Norbahem, which means that his choice, his desire, his Ratzen, is only in the Jewish people. All other Ratzenists are really just to serve another purpose. And obviously, when Hashem expresses a desire for something which is beneath Him, lower than Him, that is an expression of kindness that He shows to that thing, that I want you. So that's an expression of chesed. That's why He said before, the Rebbe's father said, that the choice that Hashem makes in the Yidin is an union of chesed, an expression of chesed. Zayin. The Tam Funiskanabahu. What is the reason that Hashem uses the pseudonym of the Yidden, or He gives the Yidden the His pseudonym? As Yidden Zayin the Meibushnes Akinui. Why are they? Why the Yidden Hashem's pseudonym? Is the reason is Kishem Biakinui is Ma'ilu Moifin Shem. Just like a pseudonym 
is meant to obscure, hide the true name of the person who, who is using another name. As Ken Zayin, as the Kinu is Nishkem Pirush, or the Kitzur from shame. Sometimes a nickname, like a nickname, is you shorten the person's name, so that becomes the nickname. But it is very related, very much related to the name. But it's possible to have a pseudonym which is not related at all. You use, you choose something else which you don't see the connection between the pseudonym and the real name. If the uh, the pseudonym is a shortened version of the name, so then there is a direct link between the two. When I fill in sometimes you have a pseudonym which is in a completely different language, even. But on the other hand, the name that you use, the pseudonym that you use, is somehow connected to your real name. And therefore there is some, at least vague connection between the pseudonym and the real name. And therefore you can sometimes lead, then pseudonym can lead you to the real name. The same thing is true in the relationship between the Yidin and Hashem. Since the Yidin are a part of Hashem, literally, you can see the link between the Yid and Hashem. There is a link which exists between the fact that a Yid is a part of Hashem, and therefore, when you look at a Yid, you'll know that it's a link to Hashem. Nor in them but there are two different ways in which this is expressed. When a yid is preoccupied with those things which are connected to the neshama, the part of him that is part of Hashem, meaning that he's busy learning or busy doing or davening, then it's easy to see that this is a yid. You see that he's doing the things of and as the Pasuk says, everyone in the world, every nation in the world will be able to see that the name of Hashem is called upon you. In other words, anyone can tell. But when a Yid is just ordinary, ordinarily walking in the street, when his Fanuma is busy with his own personal needs, then sometimes you can't tell the, the godly holiness that rests upon a Jew. Certainly a guy doesn't recognize it. Sometimes even a Yid Lahavdul is unable to see that this is a Yid and see the holiness within the Yid because he's just doing regular things that everybody else does too. In this situation, the Yid is considered a kinoi, which means a pseudonym for Hashem. You, there is a connection, but you don't see the direct link between the Yid and Hashem. Therefore, the name, the, the, the Yid becomes like a, a garment or a concealment to the, the fact that Hashem is within him. The godly soul that he has which Gevura was fundem, Nemezich De'alamis, and this therefore is linked to Gevura, because where do all concealments come from? Gevura, that's why Iskanabuhu, the fact that Hashem uses, gives the Yidin the pseudonym, uh, his own pseudonym is an expression of Gevura, because it represents a certain concealment of the fact that the Yid is a Chelekalekamimal. And even then, when a Yid is really... You, you can't tell on the surface that a Yid is connected to Hashem. Even then a Yid is a pointing in a direction... It points to Hashem and, and leads you to Hashem. But it's not something that anyone, any, just anyone can see. For this you have to be... You have to be an expert. You have to be able to read what's going on. You have to be, have an understanding of what a Yid is. Amol the Rebbe tells a story. Amol the Rebbe, It once happened that the Rebbe Rashab heaped 
praises upon ordinary Yidin. They were very simple Jews, and he was really praising them to no end. Zogendik, he said, as a hobbin zir grace they have great qualities, these people. Herendik diverter, um, so there was a chassid that heard these words. He heard the, the Rebbe Rashab speaking about them in such superlatives. Hatachassid Ramanya Manishan, the name of that chassid was Ramanya Manishan. Azogetan to Rebbe, he said to the Rebbe, Ichzedish, I don't see it. You know, you're describing them as all these great people, I just don't see it. Ramanya Manishan, Ademul Gehat Bazir, Chapekel Bementen. He had, this Ramanya had with him at that time a parcel of diamonds. And is given a grace of Dementen Secher. He was a, a, a very successful diamond merchant. Hatim the Rebbe Shpeter Gibetan, the Rebbe Shmosayden asked him after a while, as Olimvais in the Pekel Dementen, that he should show him the parcel of diamonds. He'd like to see those diamonds. Rebmanya Manishan Hot Farnandiga Lake for the Rebnishma Sayin Zaini de Mantan. So he spread out the diamonds, he took them out of the the parcel and he showed them. Umbashas Maisa, as he was showing them Ungivizen of Einstein, he pointed out about one, one particular diamond, Zogandigadir diamond is Gorpil employment, that this one is a super super diamond. Very valuable, very beautiful and so on. The Rebbe said I don't see anything unique about this diamond over the other ones. So he proclaimed, You have to be able to understand about diamonds in order to be able to see how this one is different and better and greater than the others. The Rebbe, so the Rebbe responded to him, Aid is Pileploim. Aid is a superior thing, an amazing uh, person. Ayid is extraordinary. But you have to be able to understand why he, how he's extraordinary. You have to understand what Ayid is. He was responding to what he said about those Jews, that you have to be a maven. So the Rebbe says that even Ayid that is just doing ordinary stuff in the world is also a kinu for Hashem, is also a representation of Hashem. But not everybody can see it. You have to understand in order to see it. Ches. And is the uftu from Maimer Azayar. And that's what the Maimer Azayar is saying. As Eden Zayn and Zakoi from Umas Oilem, Eich in the Minyan from the Iskanabahu. That the Eden are greater, Zakoi, greater than the other nations, even as they are merely a pseudonym for Hashem. Even as they conceal the fact that they are, from ordinary eyes, the fact that they are a representation of Hashem. The idea that Hashem, the Ayid represents Hashem in an open way, that only, only relates to Ayid. But this quality that, that they represent Hashem, but in a way that it's concealed, that you can see a connection to godliness that is not uh, manifest, it's not obvious, but they, uh, you know, that's the kinui diskanabuhu. That is true. There are other things in the, crea- in the creation. In fact, most everything in the creation that could be said about them too. That if you look deeply, you see the connection to Hashem. For a mayoisa, the ganze metzias from yedin ivri is the dvar avaya. Because since the what is the true existence? What is the what is re, what is it really about? Everything in creation is only the fact that Hashem's word has created it and causes it to exist. That's what it really is. Is Norman is a maven. So if you ju- you understand about how the creation came about and so on, came from the nivra the canon of Taravaya was baleptim. Then if you look at anything that's uh, any created being, you could you could understand that it was it's there only because Hashem created it. So in truth, you could say that about anything in creation. And how much if you can understand this from a kalvachaymer? How much more so? from the story that is said about the Magid, that when he looked at a certain utensil 
something that somebody had made, when he looked at it, he was able to identify that the person that made it was blind in one eye. He looked at the product and was able to tell about the person that made that product. That's called He was able to see the investment that the person that made into it. Benifal, he looked at the thing that he made and he saw so many things about the person that made it. And he saw it in a very obvious way. To him it was very obvious. And it was for this reason that when he looked at a certain utensil that somebody had made, that the person, the craftsman that made it, is given was blind in one eye. So the Magid was able to look at something that somebody made and be able to see the link and about the person who made it. So how much more so if you look at Hashem's handiwork, the creation, any part of creation, of course you could see who, you know, that it comes from Hashem. Yet we say that when, about whom does, we do, does the Zayar say that he uses the suit, he gives them his name, is about the Yidden, even though you could say the same thing about everything in creation. Because on the rest of creation, you can't say that it is a representation of Hashem. Because everything in creation seems to, to point in the opposite direction, that it is independent of Hashem. That's what everything in creation proclaims. Not that it is a product of Hashem. The, the, the Yesh Nivra the created being proclaims that I am independent. Because the way Hashem brings about the rest of creation, the Yidden come from within Him, just a natural uh, product of Hashem. The, the rest of creation, He has to involve Himself to bring about the creation, meaning it's something outside of Him, something removed from Him. It doesn't naturally exude from Him the Neshamas Yisrael naturally exude from Hashem. But everything else in creation, he has to go ahead and make it, which means it's, a, it's many steps removed from who he really is. And therefore the creation proclaims itself to be separate and independent from Hashem. When it comes to the Eden, which are a part of Hashem himself, therefore even as we find ourselves down here in a place where we where it's Hashem is concealed, we uh, we remain connected and one with Hashem. And therefore, even as we are in the physical world and we look like everybody else, we are still a representation of Hashem, at least in the on the level of Kinui, where it's concealed, but it's still there. Yes, going to the third thing, the third quality, the Tam the reason that Hashem is proud of us was that He brags about His uh, connect, His Yidin, is vile. Thus was the Shchini Yisrael Mata by a Yidin is a star is in them da kabiachlat ilagavda vizi is lamaila. Because when the Shchina is invested in the Yidin as they are down here in this world there is a certain quality that is given even to the Shekhinah as it is down here even more than it is up there in its origin that's why we say that the main place of the Shekhinah was down here the main place means the very essence of Shekhinah the very highest levels of Shekhinah were down here the true nature of Shekhinah is Dafke in Tachtainim so in other words the Shekhinah as it is down here is even on a greater level than the Shekhinah as it is up there and the Far is Kuchubrichis Parbahu and that's why Hashem brags and is proud of of the Yidin because it's through the Yidin and through the Aveda of the Yidin down here in this world it even brings Shechina to a higher level that's why he's so proud of it also in this matter like we said about the Iskanabu there is a similarity in the creation 
that could be said about this too. But of Allah, Elvis, and Evroim was the Rebishtat is Mahabe or Machaye. Bringing her is Gadlusa is Baruch. Because in truth, everything that the Abishtat created also bring out the greatness of Hashem. The world, the creation, brings out the greatness of Hashem. On the Farzad Chazal, which is the reason that our sages tell us, that everything that Hashem created in His world, He created it only for His own honor. In other words, that when you look at the world, you say, oh, such a great Hashem that was able to create such a beautiful world. So in other words, as yet that everything that Hashem created brings greater honor to Hashem. And brings out the kingship of Hashem. As the Brisa quotes the Pasuk in regards to this, Hashem Yimlech that Hashem reigns forever and ever. And that's connected to the Bria, to the creation, that because He created it, therefore He reigns forever. So in other words, that the Isparbuhu, his proud, being proud and to be linked to this greatness, the world also expresses the greatness of Hashem. There's no comparison between the pride that Hashem takes in his creation to the pride that he takes, as the Pasuk says, that the Yidden, with you I am proud, you I am proud of. There's no comparison. Belashon Chazal, as I say, just tell us that the Eibush Tezokt that Hashem says, Hashem says, "You made me into a unique entity in the world. I will make you into a unique entity in the world." Because the Eden are the central purpose of the whole creation. And this can be expressed in the following parable: A Melech had a king that builds a beautiful palace for his newly married daughter and her husband, his son-in-law. Is the Chadova Pasha, does the palace is Maisim and Kavad Amalek? It's obvious that a beautiful palace is going to bring honor to the king. Because it's only a great king and a, a king of the great, uh, the great stature of this king, that was able to build such a large and beautiful, amazingly beautiful palace. But still, what comparison is the whole beautiful palace with all the beautiful furnishings that are in the palace? Of what value is the whole palace with all its beautiful furnishings in comparison to his own daughter and her, her husband? Of course they are the whole purpose of building the palace. So therefore, as much honor as the palace brings, it's the daughter that he's proud of. It's the son-in-law, the family that he's proud of. That's what's central to this whole thing. So the same in our case. It's true that whatever Hashem created in the world was in order to bring out His honor. But who is the one that brings out the true greatness of Hashem? Not the things that He created. And what is Hashem proud of? The Esparabu, as it says, and I am proud of them and I will brag about them. This is only your nation, the Yidden, the one nation in the world.